Welcome to Forging the Body of the Witch, a podcast about sorcery, magic, manifestation, and all those things that we use to make our lives better. I'm your host, Chris Dambala. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome to episode 10 of Forging the Body of the Witch, where today I'm going to give you a sorcerer's guide to anti-aging, how to look younger. Um, now, uh, let me just say, I'm saying sorcery, but this is really my integration of some magical practices with very, very cutting edge nutrition, supplementation, training, um, and some breath work, meditation, that kind of thing. So if you've got a paper and pen, I'll try and move quickly, um, because I'm just going to throw some stuff out that you can use to... I will guarantee if you do what I say, you will biologically turn back the clock. Now, I'll go through it in a few different sections. I want to quickly first address the possible pushback. So, and the pushback is this. Most people who, when when I suggest it, particularly if you suggest it to a magical community and people will try and reject it out of hand, like... And, I mean, to be honest, people will reject it in mainstream as well. Like, there's a difference. I think we're all magic people now. But there's this idea that, oh, it's just that I'm my age or whatever. Or magic can't really do that. Uh, Don't get me started. Let me just say, if you're interested in magic and sorcery, this has been a cornerstone interest of so many magical practitioners and sorcerers like that reaches far back into the depths of time um a a lot of alchemical practices both east and west are based on this idea you know that we can extend and rejuvenate the body um so i'd like to look at some premises that i work with and that i know to be true and that i've used and that some of these things are like you know, peer-reviewed stuff, you know, that you can look up yourself. But, you know, if I go through everything, we'll be here for days. Um, uh, I do run some coaching stuff in this area, so I'll, I'll talk about that more towards the end, but I'm going to give you some things that you can just work with straight away, whether or not we end up having a personal relationship. Uh, that's up to you. Um, so let's just start with, like, I think most people need to remove some of the limitations they have for themselves. Like this idea that you should look or feel or be a certain way at a certain age. If you want to make progress in this particular area, you need to get rid of that stuff. Um, It's quite difficult. Like I I was, I taught for for quite a while. Um, So in high school, um, so English lit media, uh, amongst other things. But one of the things that I noticed and I really struggled with was this sort of idea amongst um, just the general population that they they had this idea about what aging should look like. And because they have all of those people that reinforce it around them, there's these standardised ideas of aging like I've never been comfortable with that. Um, So I rejected it out of hand but I, I notice how it can have a forming effect on people because their their ideas about themselves and the world are being reinforced this is important because you need to be able to get past that sometimes you have to be bigger than your environment um or your purpose needs to be bigger than your environment and this is exactly what i'm talking about 
So first off, get rid of some of those uh, ideas about what ageing should or shouldn't look like. You need to just decide for yourself what that's going to be. Now, some of the things I'll talk about are esoteric. A lot of them are just purely mechanical. If you do these things, just certain results follow. Um, So as I mentioned, you do need to integrate this with other stuff. Like the reason I'm sort of talking about this sort of stuff is because I get really sick and tired of people putting out cool ideas but not actually showing anything or doing anything, like, which is, um, you know, where the, I, I would like, this, this is like practical philosophy, practical magic. That's what it should be. So if I put an idea out, if I tell you that you will lose X amount of weight in a certain amount of time, it's happening. Um, we're not speculating on a nice idea about it. And the same goes here. Uh, so my underlying premise like, around this, my initial thinking actually came from Chaos Magician Dave Lee. I don't know if he's actually done much work in this area. Um, I've written a free... There's a free ebook on my website if you go, which is actually called Conjuring Physical Youthfulness. And it gives a snapshot of my kind of thinking and some practices, some of which I'll talk about here. There's no secrets. And you can get this. If you actually do it, you'll notice a difference. Seven days, you'll look younger. Guaranteed if you actually do what's um, there. It does depend how much younger you look. Well, it depends what you're doing now. Uh, It depends how committed you are. Uh, You know, what, what your starting points are. These things have to be taken into account. So Dave Lee talking about... Um the idea of ageing in Chaotopia, Uh, I'll quote, whilst we're conditioned to believe that certain stages of decrepitude occur at particular ages of life, this is not necessarily the case. We do not know what the maximum human lifespan is. We merely make usual assumptions that everyone else does. Whatever is inevitable about the ageing process will only be revealed when the old beliefs about ageing are finally overcome. The core principle here is that the body at any one point in time is the end product of all one's beliefs and intentions. We are continually making and unmaking our bodies. This was kind of like my initial... The first time I read that, I was like, okay, there is something to work with here. Um, And that sort of led me on a bit of a path, which I've been on for uh, quite some time. So I've done this with myself. Like this isn't something I'm actually, this isn't controversial or debatable. You just do stuff and stuff happens. Um, So that's not even speculation. So if you uh, look at Dr. Ellen Langer's work in this area, she's, she, I I spoke about this on a previous podcast um, in relation to Anton LaVey, who is uh, quite prescient in his thinking. Um, so Dr. Ellen Lang has done, what, what does she call it? She's um, The Psychology of Possibility, which is such a great and like magically effective way of looking at the world. So her, her whole thing is rather than looking at um, statistic, statistical averages, we should be looking at the the extremes of the... Um, spectrum, you know, of what's possible. So in this respect, in the, I think in the 70s, she took um, several octogenarians, septuagenarians, octogenarians, so 70 and up, uh, in ni- some 90s as well, into a retrofitted place in upstate New York. Uh, so the, the control group was just asked to think about what it was like to be younger and the, the group that she 
ended up um, studying was, well, both of them she studied, obviously, but um, the second group um, with the places retrofitted to be 20 years like it was in the past. They were encouraged to act like they had in the in 20 years previous. Um, so television shows, the radio shows, everything. It was totally immersive. So I think it was, it was about seven days. Um, might have been a little bit longer. You'll have to look it up for the details. But um, many of them reversed their... Uh, biological age and there was some light remission from conditions um, so they had a heap of metrics that they were looking at and this study's been repeated what does that show well it shows that consciousness is influencing your body but it also shows that you need to be immersed in the process um, the sorceress thinking around this um, I've spoken about in the past but this idea put forward by Austin Spare and Kenneth Grant and others which forms the basis of sigil magic is that sigils that get implanted within the subconscious will burn brightly and influence the physical vessel um they don't really do much with that they do they look at some of the more spectacular stuff this i am telling you is one of the areas we need to be exploring so in the e-book that i give out i actually give a variation of a sigil practice you can do which incorporates um, some breath work and vocalic chant um, now that's um, which is inspired by Peter Carroll's uh, Gnostic pentagram ritual the, I think I believe the origins of that are much older like it seems a simple practice but the vowel chants actually have relationships to different um, planetary elements he avoids talking about it. I believe, and someone else might be able to correct me, that the origins of that might lie with uh, uh, the Fraternitas Saturni. Um, uh, Jan Fries uh, talks about this a little bit in Hellruna. Uh, he doesn't uh, reference Peter Carroll's, but he talks about those vocalic, um, so the vowel sounds vibrated at the particular energy centres having relationships with different planets. You don't need to know all of that, but just there. Um, I'll come back to that in a moment. So let's just entertain for a while the idea that ageing, biological ageing is way more flexible than we thought. Even a rudimentary look around, if you look at like um, even, you know, no, I was, uh, Jared Leto is an interesting one. I think he's in his early to mid 50s now guy looks like he's like mid-20s to early 30s still and I feel like there's just so many you don't even have to look very hard for examples of that anymore you know these whole ideas that like I mean 50 doesn't seem very old anymore um even without having cosmetic intervention like um there's a lot more that's possible and part of that I would argue is actually built on expectation um, so, uh, expectation is, forms a massive part of like magic generally, but when there's like a consensus expectation that shifts, it's like the four minute mile, you know, once that information and that expectation exists, it becomes more widely available. Um, there's a lot of stuff on that. I don't really want to get into it too much. Um, but definitely a factor. So should we consider what's possible? Like, 
I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm more interested in pushing the boundaries. You know, can, you know, 89-year-old, 80 to 90-year-olds, can they look like they're in their 30s? I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Um, but I will put down um, practices that you can do and push that in the direction. Some of them are magical. Some are super practical. Um, I will also just quickly say, often when I see people who, like, the back... One of my central arguments is that, like, our normal... When we look around and, you, and people go, oh, that's just what a 40-year-old or a 50-year-old or a 60-year-old should look like or whatever, whatever you name the age, um, yeah, beyond. Um, I actually feel like our expectations are wrong. I think that we're all looking... If you situate yourself there, if you're all looking around and looking at people who... Everyone's doing the same stupid shit like everyone's eating transaturated fats and sitting down and staring at computers all day with zero magical practice purpose or training, then yeah, that's what people look like. But um, it's a domesticated, you know, sedentary body, but that's not what's possible. Maybe we need to be, and this is my push, we need to raise the standards because if we raise it, it's not just a selfish thing. You're doing it for other people as well. This is important. It's a kindness to do this, um, to like push the boundaries forward. Um, so what is possible? I've, I believe that's an open question. Um, but I can say that like well, well into my 40s that I can, you know, frequently, like my partner's much younger than I am, but like, um, and most, yeah, like, I don't want to brag, but yeah, always mistaken for someone much older, much younger, sorry. Um, but I can do things like now, like physically that I couldn't necessarily do in my 20s, you know, in terms of like strength and conditioning, mobility. I have a really a lot easier time um, losing body fat, like body, losing body fat is easy for men particularly. There's no such thing as metabolic slowdown. It's all what you do, 100%. Like, I don't, I don't care what you say. Like, give me, if you disagree, give me a month and I will change your mind. Uh, there's no such thing. Women's uh, metabolism is different. Um, there are different, so like, um, uh, there are some changes, but everything can be changed. You just haven't figured it out yet. Um, everything, oh, let's, one of the underlying Themes in chaos magic generally is all things may be possible. You just need to figure out how to do it. So let's push the boundaries back a bit. Um, now, I'll, I'll talk quickly about a sigil practice, um, meditation and breath work. And then if you support this with some nutritional stuff and supplementation and training, like obviously I can't go into every single thing, but I'll just give you the bare bones of something. If you do this for the next month to two months, you'll see an improvement. How much of improvement does depend on you. The longer you do it, the more you'll notice it. Um, but you should, if you're going <laughs> to, it should be obvious if you're going to go down the whole pathway of like, you know, reversing aging and, um, looking and feeling younger, you should be in it for the long haul. So if you're just wanting it, like it, you should be looking at looking and feeling better in the next five and 10 years. Like you should have those sort of scales in mind. You know, there's all this stuff in um, the occult community about, you know, energy vampirism and stuff. And, you know, none of those people are doing anything. Like, you know, it's all speculation. Like I need to see some results. Um, 
So as much as uh, those things are nice ideas, let's see some people actually put some, like put their money where their mouth is. Here's a way. So I give an example in the ebook of actually um, charging a sigil, and I give an example of it. I give a sigil that I've um, designed and charged for this process, uh, and you can visualize that at your naval center, um, and that will have an effect. Um, my suggestion would be if you are going to do this, I have some. I'll t- I'll talk a bit about private coaching stuff that I do at the end. And if you're interested in that, please, um, I encourage you to reach out because I will make sure results happen for you, Um, even if it means calling you in the middle of the night several times a week to make sure you're doing it. Um, But you you can charge sigils several ways in this process, but I would recommend rather than doing a one-off that you actually make it a focus device for a period of time. if you want to make improvements in your skin, which is a really common one, I would sigilize for something like that. Um, I mean, you can do a generalized anti-aging sigil as well, um, but you might do something like um, I possess um, youthful skin or you know, maybe you want to avoid that in a way that is um, suggestive to you. Um, and Or you could just do youthful skin, you know, something like that. Uh, don't... Uh, Probably avoid using the word age in there. Um, just but not saying that that won't work. Um, just because, as I've mentioned previously, sometimes when you put um, sort of action words into a sigil, the subconscious picks on, up on that rather than the uh, than the actual um, word that you're trying to uh, embody or bring about manifest. Um, it's not saying it won't work, but and but that's the underlying thinking as well, whether it's true. Um, so I would have something that's suggestive of uh, youthfulness. Um, all the words like radiance or radiant, you can put in there as well. Um, I'll leave that to you. One way to incorporate that is, and I'll give an example in the free book, the, is to, um, after you've done the different, uh, vocalic chants of the different energy centers at the navel center that you visualize whilst doing the O mantra. Um, that is mostly, as Peter Carroll points out, is to block discursive thought um, and it makes visualization a little bit easier. Um, if you can't necessarily visualize accurately, um, if you just basically tell your subconscious that you uh, want to embody that sigil, it'll know what to do and then make, and you can just visualize radiance in that area while you um, chant that vowel. The other way, which I talked about in a previous podcast, is to actually do Dave Lee's body alchemy idea, which is, and you can do both of these if you like, is to visualize a sigil into a glass of water and or you can physically put the sigil uh copy it out put it under a glass of water you can leave it there for a period of time as well if you want like uh um some people do really with this well with this if they do the water like fresh spring water um is preferable is there's reasons for that but i'm not going to go into it right now um and put the sigil underneath it um, and leave it there overnight and then drink it first thing in the morning. Uh, but you need to do this consistently. So I would never recommend doing this for less than a month. Uh, so do it every day 
um, for a month at minimum and you'll notice an effect. This is one of those things it doesn't care. Forget about whether you need to forget it or not. Just do the sigil and do it. Do the practice. It will work almost mechanically. Um, so there's multiple other practices that I recommend personally. I can't go into them all, but these two will allow that to become internalized and start to manifest in your body. Um, don't just think about it. Just do it. Um, the other things that sort of slow, closely allied, there's ritual work as well that I sometimes recommend um, and sometimes I do on behalf of people but it's with the limitations of time um, I'm not going to talk about that meditation and breath work are the two ones that are super well studied and will work the most obvious form of breath work is um, actually Michael Bertio talks about this in um, he refers to this in cosmic meditation he does so elsewhere as well um, Michael Bertio's author of the the Voodoo Gnostic workbook and um, several other books in, in that space. But he says there is no ageing in silence um, and this is well studied. This is one of the areas that is most well studied in terms of anti-ageing. Uh, a lot of the work on telomerase, which is the enzyme closely linked to telomeres and the extension of um, the speculative extension of life and youth is done with meditation and the forms, the easiest forms are basically any type of meditation that focuses you on one thing, basically. Um, my preference is towards the breath. Breath, this is well you know, documented in Buddhism. This is, I think this is basically what the Buddha used to achieve, enlightenment. But it silences a lot of that analytical chatter um, and it just allows you to be in silence. Um, there are other styles as well, obviously mantra, uh, image concentration. You can actually use the si uh, sigil that you've designed for these purposes. If you choose to do that, that is an excellent way to do it. Um, but simplest is just to focus on the inflow and outflow of your breath. Um, and th there's a short pause at the end of, it, of each. Um, but that's all you need to do. You just need to get quiet. I could go on and on. Um, but that is the base of it. Sit up straight, um, relax, close. Some people don't recommend closing your eyes. I, I suggest you do. Um, if you turn your eyes slightly upwards, um, particularly at the beginning, um, inside your closed eyelids, it'll start to stimulate um, alpha brain activity. So it'll help you get into that quicker. And if you do that regularly, that does have a profound health and anti-aging benefit. Breathwork. I'll do this quickly. Uh, I've done quite a bit of breathwork training. Some of it's totally useless. Uh, some of it's really effective. Um, I went hardcore into the whole Wim Hof thing for a while. I've met Wim Hof um, and done some stuff with him. But that's probably one of the worst breathworks for um, anti-aging, in my opinion, because it's generally a sympathetic driver, um, particularly the way you often see it demonstrated. Um, the best breathworks or types of breath work for anti-aging. And when I do my coaching, I suggest people do this daily for at least four weeks to uh, four to six weeks. And the reason is because we're doing it in tandem with several other things is we're trying to elicit maximum physical regeneration and restoration, and this will do it. And so the, the basics of breath work 
for controlling your nervous system very simply is every time you inhale there's a slight stimulation of your sympathetic nervous system which is your fight or flight response it's mild and every time you exhale you stimulate your parasympathetic nervous station nervous system your rest and digest so there are two basic levers that you can use to pull breathing through your nose particularly when you inhale um is obviously better for your nose is for breathing your mouth is for drinking so usually when you're breathing through your mouth that's panic breathing uh, it's a sign of uh excitation where you're basically trying to blow off more carbon dioxide uh, particularly like if you're training hard which is is natural but like that's not what we're doing here um so you can use your mouth to exhale uh, particularly in the way that i'm going to tell you in a, in a moment i'll give you two options um but if you're um the suggestion normally would be to use your nose. I'm not going to completely go over the mechanics of breathwork because I realise I'm trying to give quite a lot of information here and I have to move quickly. Otherwise, I'll be here for hours. So if you double the, or at least extend, but the easiest way is to double the exhale to the inhale. So if you inhale for two seconds, for example, exhale for four, you'll get more parasympathetic um, activation. So your body will start to go into rest and digest. It will start to heal and regenerate. Uh, and you might think that's a simple thing, but so many people are either over-breathing or they are mouth-breathing a lot, nasal-breathing. They're basically driving their central nervous system constantly just through um, improper breathing. Uh, Ten minutes of parasympathetic breath work and you can actually do this uh at the beginning of um or in combination with meditation this will basically could replace a meditation if you want it to um will have a profound impact on your life there's a lot of this sort of stuff is used in um you know special forces when they're trying to bring down their calm their nervous system because they live in such high stress states. But a big factor in reversing aging or at least extending youth is controlling your stress response. And there is a mechanical procedure for doing that. And this is one of the ways you can do it. Obviously, um, things like yoga and tantra and there's multitudes of like traditional sources like which have these... Um, there are magical abilities associated with breathwork, one of which I'll get to in a, in a second, um, which is essentially the alternate nostril breathing, which is um, Crowley talks about it as, lot, as well. And that does produce some pretty spooky effects. Um, I'll give you the basic version of it. Um, and actually why, my, why I believe it actually works and produces physical response. Um, so... Just to summarise that, the simplest thing to do is set um, it when breathing to create a parasympathetic parasympathetic drive to push your body into more of a rest and digest um, response. And there's some physical things I'll tell you to look for. Yeah, breathe. My my suggestion is actually to do somewhere between uh, two to four seconds as the inhale. So it's always a one to two ratio on the exhale. So if you're breathing for four seconds, in, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, and then out to the breath count of eight, 
Um, any extension of that will work, but the repetitive stuff seems to have a much better uh, effect. After a few minutes, if you've normally got cold extremities, you'll notice your hands and things start to warm up. So blood flow going back to those areas um, and you'll feel noticeably calmer. Um, and it has just a really profound influence on your body. Just you need to you need about ten to fifteen minutes daily. Um, so it is part of a coaching thing that I do. Um, and you you can look it up. But that's pretty much all you need to know. Uh, as with the alternate breath work stuff, this in some traditions is actually one of the things that triggers a lot of psychic powers. Um, and there definitely is some things that happen with that, but the essence is um the alternate nostril breathing is um so you begin covering the right nostril with your thumb and then use your ring finger alternating with uh closing uh the left nostril with your ring finger um so you begin i suggest exhaling fully through the left nostril then inhale to a count of four Hold for a count of six, 16, swap nostrils, exhale for eight, repeat the process. Inhale through then the right nostril with the left nostril closed for a count of four. Close both nostrils, hold for 16, exhale for eight. So it's uh, four, six, so one, four, two is the ratio. So the you, you can obviously change that however you want, um, but the you're basing it off the inhale. So if you shorten it, obviously it would be two, uh, eight, four. So inhale for two, exhale, uh, hold for eight, exhale for four. Um, and there's a reason mechanically why that possibly has some really profound benefits, which is that doing that stimulates a lot of nitric oxide. This is never really discussed. Um, so you probably won't find this um, in many yoga manuals or anything, but it stimulates an awful lot of nitric oxide in the nasal cavity. And the nitric oxide in itself has a profound um, vasodilating effect on your body, uh, but it also works as an antiviral, antibacterial. Um, so if, like um, there's even some stuff on... Um, uh, who's doing it? There's like a pharmaceutical company at the moment... Uh, which is developing a nasal spray, which basically does this, um, but you don't need to do it, um, which is, and you can imagine why, because of um, the Rona and other things, it has an antiviral effect in your, in your uh, well, once you're inhaling it, it goes into your lungs. Um, so you can actually, th that's another reason why you should always be breathing through your nose. If you do nasal humming, that will also stimulate a lot of nitric oxide production in your nasal cavity um, and explains why a lot of mantras and those sort of humming noises have such a profound effect. Um, again, I do some more deeper stuff with coaching, but you can choose either one of those breathwork strategies and they will have quite a noticeable effect on you. If you do it for a week and you commit to 10 to 15 da uh, minutes daily, you'll notice an effect. All right, we're at half an hour and I'm really trying to just smash through some things because not because... I'm trying to be quick, but just because I really want to just give you uh, things to do, things that you can actually get going in your life that will uh, turn back the clock. So with nutrition and supplementation, I'll quickly talk about supplementation first. If there was one anti-aging 
supplement that you to do uh, to grab uh, would be glycine. Um, I mentioned this in the free ebook on the webpage. Go and get it. Give me your email. I'll give it to you, and then I can talk to you directly. Um, if you take glycine, you can use it in tandem with some other things. There's plenty of other things that have uh, anti-aging benefits. This one is super noticeable and it does tons of other stuff as well. So glycine is one of the earliest amino acids to uh, appear on planet Earth. Um, so, and even there's a couple of um, people in the anti-aging space, I can't remember his name, but he actually says that aging is a glycine deficiency and he might very well be right. Super cheap supplement actually tastes sweet. The amount of benefit that glycine has is ridiculous um so you know reduces oxidative stress reduces inflammation it will make you sleep better it will boost uh glutathione production so often it's like um the limit factor on a lot of things so if you don't have enough of it then you can't produce some of these things will have a significant impact on your skin um and that's because collagen one of the central amino acids in collagen production and so you need collagen for plump youthful looking skin is glycine and it's a rate limiter so if you don't have it your body can't um, initiate uh, collagen synthesis so just hear that for a second if your body doesn't have enough your body can't do uh, produce enough collagen on its own so even if you are someone who regularly gets like laser treatment and you go get some glycine, you'll notice a massive boost in this. Um, it's really good in the treatment of uh, diabetes and several actual health conditions. If you take it with collagen peptides, which are also easy to get, and NAC, um, you'll get an even bigger boost. But you only need it, basically. Your body synthesizes about three grams. So every day your body will make some its own. So that's why it's considered a non-essential amino acids. Uh, I know I'm shifting gears a lot from like the occult and meditation to nutrition and training, but I really hope that I'm just like trying to be basic enough that you can just go, okay, go to a supplement store or order it online and get what you need. If I talk about other things, you need me to explain it to you. Um, but glycine... Um, minimum 10 grams a day, absolute minimum. If you want to see skin improvements, you're looking somewhere about 15, 20 grams. Um, like it's cheap, but that you would do that by, um, dividing up the doses. You should be getting enough through a little bit through your diet anyway, which will be, and I'll, the foods are highest in glycine are things like bone broth, any, um, meats with uh skin and ligament uh ligaments um obviously things like uh like jelly jello but you want to obviously sugar free because the sugar will do way more damage um so high sugar diets obviously are, are incredibly di uh, damaging to your skin um because of the glycation process um i'll touch on that shortly um but glycine undoes a lot of that so you can uh, if you do the breath work with the sigil work and the energy work and put glycine in, do it for a month, your skin will look so much younger. Um, the, I guarantee I'm not, this isn't just um, speculation. You will do it. You just have to actually uh, do it and do it regularly. Um, 
so gly yeah glycine number one um would be the one supplement but yeah if you add collagen peptides and nac to that as well you'll get an even bigger boost collagen peptides actually contains glycine too uh so but they're super uh easy to access now like they're uh, easy supplements yeah uh, they're I use a, a flavored collagen protein powder quite frequently. Um, that does some positive things on blood sugar as well. So it's good to have just as a general health thing. Um, it, I could go on and on and on with the benefits. But like, so one thing is uh, to keep in mind, a lot of the anti-aging research done on protein restriction is actually, and I don't hope I'm not talking over your head, but because um, if you're not immersed in this, it's probably a little bit outside of your comfort zone. But let me explain quickly. A lot of the protein restriction diets aren't actually looking at protein restriction. They're looking at methionine, which is amino acid in most muscle meats. Um, if you take glycine, it will bind to a certain amount of the methionine and it, um, it will simulate a low methionine diet so you get all the anti-aging benefits of it and the reality is that uh, higher protein diets are actually much better for anti-aging um, like despite what some of the golem looking creatures who promote it suggest uh, they're wrong um, but you uh, the high protein diets only work well if the protein quality is good and you're also limiting excessive carbohydrates in your diet, which I'll touch on briefly now. So in terms of nutrition, obviously nutrition is a highly personalized thing. Um, but the one thing, and I've spoken to a lot of research and professional development and spoken to some pretty significant people about this. The one thing that everyone seems to agree on is one of the biggest drivers of aging. And one of the things you can do straight away is... Um, I think Charles, Charles Poliquin says it, actually. He says it several times. Is uh, Insulin is the hormone of aging. Unlike a lot of things, quick quips like that, they're not always exact. But if you're driving up blood sugar um, a lot through particularly high-carbohydrate diets, they're incredibly aging. If you're cooking at high temperature, so the process called glycation. And glycation, uh, I'm not going to explain it all, but the, the takeaway is if you're consuming high carb, particularly high glycemic carbohydrates um you're cooking at high temperatures uh in oils particularly seed oils so um they will age your skin faster than smoking basically so obviously don't smoke either um, but they um elicit an enormous amount of oxidative stress that um will damage you from the inside out so the simplest way this is why things like fasting uh, carbohydrate restriction, um, like intermittent fasting, they, they all work. I When I work with people individually like this, I generally give them particular nutritional protocols based on where they're at. So, But the general principles are for everyone is you need to... My, my basic um, setup is always either moderate to higher protein and the protein source matters. So... Um, you know, cow, animals need to eat their natural diet. Um, so cows should be eating grass, not grains. Um, grains will eventually kill them and you're ingesting that as well. Um, so 
like anything, the quality does matter, but then focusing on also a high amount of fibrous vegetables. And some vegetables disagree with certain people. Low glycemic fruits, also try and limit meal frequency. So for anti-aging purposes, three meals is fine. Um, I'll give examples of that um, in my ebook, but you, depending on, obviously, Everything needs to be individualized. If you're training a lot, obviously that will change. Um, but for anti-aging purposes, three high-protein, low-inflammatory meals per day will change your life. If you supplement with glycine on top of that um, within a couple of weeks, you, I mean, you might see an a, a effect within a, a week to you know even less. It depends what you're doing. If you're if you're living a the standard Western lifestyle and you do some of these things. Uh, you'll you'll notice it. It'll be quite uh, pronounced quite quickly. Uh, so quickly, not what not to do. Obviously, and I mentioned this in my um stuff on uh sex magic as well. Is I think when I talk about sacraments, is get rid of cigarettes, vaping, excessive alcohol. This isn't to say you can never have another drink again, um, or you can never smoke pot again. Um, but you can't be doing that habitually and expect to look any different. Um, now, if you're not prepared to do that, then obviously you have to examine how much you want this kind of result. Um, you can go away and look for more magical um, tricks to try and get there. Um, they may or may not work, but what I'm telling you will work. Um, and it works every time, not just some of the time. Um, so get rid of all of those things, transaturated fats, sugars, soft drink, donuts, stop eating cake, you know, all those things that massively drive up blood sugar. Like I said, it's not to say you can never eat them again. So my default nutritional protocol for, um, and I'll tell you this quickly, just so you know that there is a possibility eventually that you can reintroduce certain high glycemic carbohydrates is towards a carb backloading protocol. This is the new, I can only, there's a limit to how much you can give away in a a podcast um, or even a blog post. Most people need to have this done for them, but it's basically a nutritional protocol that makes you genetically elite. Um, So when I say genetically elite, I mean it changes your ability to put on muscle and lose fat. But initially you have to have a lower carbohydrate intake and usually that's below 30 grams. Uh, So basically unlimited amounts of fibrous vegetables, so like broccoli, kale, you know, salads, all that sort of stuff uh, with proteins and um, being mindful of what fats you cook in. So the best fats for cooking are usually coconut oil, grass-fed butter. You can use olive oil, but just be mindful of the cooking temperatures, macadamia oil, ghee. Um, There's a few others as well, but these are the ones that don't oxidize at heat. Um, And if you're using things like canola, one, get that out of your house straight away. Um, And uh, soy oils, those sort of things, they're incredibly uh, damaging to your body. Um, And... The, 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 the damage is just so extraordinary. I'm surprised they're still legal. Uh, but they will age you like nothing else, so get them out um, and change the fat. So, uh, but eventually, assuming you're training, you can start to reintroduce carbohydrates at a particular time, and the timing matters. Once you do that, that will have a beneficial effect on your body, but you have to do the, like, the induction period first, basically. 
So you can reintroduce things and like, like say, I mean, you know, on occasions like, you know, I'll still drink alcohol or, or whatever that stuff. But you, if you're doing it habitually, there is a, a price to be paid for that. Um, now, re- with regards training, if you just wanted to look at exclusively at uh, anti-aging and the first thing you probably need to do is build, you, you need several things. Obviously, strength is vitally important. Um, because, uh, it's important because of the signaling it sends to your hormonal system. So you need muscle on your body. Um, so as what's the name, I think Dr. What's the name? Something lion, the lion protocol. Um, she makes a point of saying, um, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, uh, she's the one who likes to say, uh, muscle uh, is the organ of youth, and it is because it's an endocrine organ that produces its own uh, neurotransmitters and hormones that keep you young. Um, I've mentioned about some, some muscle groups that actually have an even more profound anti-aging benefit. For instance, um, the upper back and the glutes, developing those muscles will even produce even a more substantial effect. Um, but obviously I can't tell you exactly what to do, but if you're doing the, there's some caveats to doing this. If you just, if, when I use it as a coaching thing, if you're using, if you do, you need to do basically a six to eight week block of like concentrated anti-aging work um, to get the effects of this. But I would have someone do some strength lifts and you can, there's some body weight variations you can do of this as well. If um, going to a gym is not an option or you don't want to, and depending on where you are, that might be all you need. Um, But there will have to be some element of a squat variation, uh, a pulling variation and a pushing variation where you're just progressively building up strength. Any work in that area will produce response. Like, so if you can't do a single push up now, obviously being able to progress to that and the progression is what's matter that will signal to your body that your body needs muscle. Obviously I don't have you personally in front of me, so I can't tell you exactly what to do, but you do need to get stronger. Three sessions per week is probably all you need in strength um, because you want to maximize recovery. The other thing I would say, if it's a specific focus on anti-aging just for this section of your training to avoid stimulating a lot of uh, lactic acid, and that would be because everything else that we're doing is actually largely focused on rejuvenation. So lactic acid, there's an oxidative cost to having that. It is necessary in certain situations. This is just not one of them. The other thing I would do in tandem to the, with that, well, I'd also have mobility practice, um, which is beyond the scope of this quick talk. But these are the just things that you can start doing straight away. So if you needed a, a strength training workout to do and you got access to a gym, uh, you know, the easy one is um, uh, five by five, you know, so five sets of five in a sort of heavy rep range. So, so you're looking at sort of heavier weight. Um, a squat variation uh, and a pull variation would be the two things to look at first. Um, so a pull could be a bent over row or it could be a deadlift if your body... Um, Leverages allow that. Deadlift doesn't suit everyone. Um, any form of rowing, chin-ups if you're strong enough. Um, but you, the idea is that you just add weight or add reps. Um, uh, 
obviously I personalize these things a lot more. There's some pretty sophisticated training out there, but you can't describe it all. Um, and then a push variation as well. So overhead press, I think, is the most totalizing. Um, a lot of guys want to gravitate to the bench press, um, but an overhead press will stimulate far more muscle just because you're obviously standing. Um, there's variations of that you could use. But basically, if you did those three movements and just got stronger in a year, you'd be unrecognizable, but no one wants to do the basic stuff. Um, cardiovascular training would be the other one, um, and it's basically building an aerobic capacity. This is a super well-studied area of um, training and nutrition. It's why a lot of athletes are recommended to build an aerobic base at the very um, beginning. Um, I know I'm running, I'm getting pretty close to my maximum recording time here, so I'm going to have to stop in a sec. Um, but that essentially means holding your, get your heart rate, it depends, you can work it out by age, but it's essentially somewhere between 120 and 150 beats, your heart rate uh, per minute over 90, minimum of 90 minutes per week. And it will just, it's super mechanical. It's like one of the most boring things. Well, I find it boring, but um, some people love it. You can do more. You can actually do way more, um, but you need to do, that's the minimum. So you could do that like three sessions per week, get your heart rate anywhere between those zones, um, always err on the uh, end of less and just hold it there. And within six weeks, a lot of structural changes, like they're just mechanical changes that happen in your system to do with capillary density, um, mitochondrial health, um, just tons of things. Sometimes like for it won't even feel like you're training, but the knock-on effect is so profound. It will improve your skin. It will lower your blood pressure, improve your blood sugar, just so many ridiculous benefits that if you do it somewhere between six to eight weeks, you're, you, that those benefits basically become uh, like a part of the system. Um, so you don't need a lot to maintain it beyond that point. You can really back it off. Um, if someone's already conditioned, they can do some other stuff as well. Um, like for instance, if, if you're already pretty fit, um, you can start doing um, higher volume, they call them alactic sprints. Um, so short sprints, but like well below maximum intensity or lactic threshold. Um, so they're usually about six minutes. They're not, they're far away from flat out, but then you'll get some fast twitch muscle fiber activation and you just basically sprint and rest for a long period of time. So you end up staying in a basically an aerobic zone for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Um, that's mo a more advanced thing. I wouldn't recommend that unless you've done any type of sprinting or you've built an aerobic base first. But if you do those things together, you'll have a really positive um, benefit. So I've given you some very broad and general things you can do. Um, but these things all work. They're known to work. Um, so just to summarize, what one you need to change, get rid of all your limits, get rid of all your preconceived notions. Um, either if you jump on and you want to use the sigil I've designed, you can do that and use it in the way that I've recommended. Um, so daily sig sigil work, meditation, breath work, 
that has to happen daily. Do this for a month. Um, uh, if you supplement with glycine, as I recommended, um, at a minimum of 10 grams per day, along with the nutritional recommendations, um, and build an aerobic base and some basic strength training. And within a, a month, you will look younger. Like, I guarantee you will look younger. This is what I'm driving at when I mean you have to integrate these things. Um, if you really, really want to get results, you have to integrate these things in your life. Um, and it's just what, what's required. Sometimes when you there's a issue that you really want or you really want some change in, you just sort of have to go to war on that thing. Um, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. Maybe it's not for you. Now, if you want an example of what that looks like, go onto the, my webpage um, and you haven't already got to get that. If you any questions about it, just reach out. Um, I'm going to put some coaching stuff up, which I do pr privately at the moment. I'll put an option up on, on the webpage. So if you want to reach out and get involved in that, that essentially is me telling you exactly what you need to eat exactly what how you need to train and then putting like a magical practice in place that supports all of that as well um and then keeping you accountable and across six weeks i show you exactly how to do it because the reality is you need to know how to do it for the rest of your life if you want to do this so i'll give you the tools to dial up certain aspects of it for you for how it's personal to you in your life not for someone else uh, that's why i have to do it personally um, but that guarantees that you'll look, feel and be biologically younger within a six-week period of time. Um, and yeah, that, there's, that's not a debatable thing. That will just happen. Um, so anyway, I, f I feel like this has gotten... It, it, I started off a bit on the magical side, but I feel like this drifted more into the sort of uh, strength and nutrition side, but that's kind of what I'm about. Um, I really appreciate the people who've come back to listen to this sort of stuff. Um, I'm glad that it's uh, uh, that I'm acquiring an audience and that people are actually open to these ideas because I believe this is the way forward with a lot of magical practice. I hope someone else is doing it in another field. Um, I'm sure they are. Um, if you want any of those resources, my website's um, it's linked in the show notes, but it's www.sorceryandbodytransformation.com. Um by all means, if you're uncertain of anything and you're wanting to be coached in a particular area, um, just shoot me an email or you can probably find me on social media and um, ask me a question and I'll get back to you and my interest is in helping people as much as uh, I can. Um, so if you're ready to make a change, then yeah, sure, we can we can work together. Um until next time, I've got several podcasts in the pipeline that are coming out on various topics, not necessarily this one. Um, wishing you success in your magic and your practical work. Um, and until next time, this is Chris. Goodbye.